Hello, and welcome to the AK-47 podcast. My name is Kristen Godsey, and I am very delighted to have a very special guest with me here today. Hello. My daughter is back. You yes, know, I am. we just figured out that once again. once again, we started, I started, we started this podcast in January 2000. I didn't start it. Yeah, you helped me a lot. Did I? Yeah, you did. Oh. I couldn't figure this stuff out on my own. Oh. You were like the little whiz kid that figured it out. You were 17. And now you're almost 22. 22. It's magical and miserable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're happy, free, confused, and lonely. At the the same same time. time. Anyway, uh, we are here today because, well, because we haven't done one of these in a while, and because you had a really cool theory. Uh, We went for a long walk, and you were, you basically had a great kind of theory of feminism or women's activism Mm -hmm. that I think... Alexander Kollontai would have really loved. Um, and you put it in such a elegant way that I think I really wanted to record it and have it on my podcast for posterity's sake. So can you please explain your theory, which I think is a fantastic, oh, okay. very, very Gramscian, you know, organic intellectual. Yeah, sort of. I don't really know anything about Gramsci. Um, but I do know the great philosopher, Cindy Lauper. <laughs> and so I was thinking about that song, and I was thinking about the Barbie movie a little bit, um, and I was thinking about just sort of the the, the slogan, girls just want to have fun, and how sort of that arose out of this sort of backlash era of, you know, sort of the 80s, like, against feminism. I guess Susan Faludi talked about that. In her book, um, Backlash. In her book, Backlash. So I was thinking about that. And then I was thinking about like, oh, like, girls don't just want to have fun. Girls want to be, you know, CEOs and bosses and earn a lot of money and be financially independent from men. And they want to have their own lives and their own careers. And they want to save the world. And then, and that's like, obviously. And the, that's the voice that the, you like, have to do that in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. It's totally reductionist and, and serious. And and it's totally reductionist to assume that all girls, oh, actually all women want to do is have fun. Having fun is a euphemism for being inferior to men in almost every single way. And having fun for a woman is tantamount to allowing her husband to beat her and force her to stay in the kitchen all day. Wow. So that's the 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 reactionary the second response, wave, the second wave feminist response, and kind of the hashtag girl boss, and lean exactly in. the girl boss, le- the girl boss lean in, like like you know, Slide sell your room. sell your soul to the to the man basically, and you'll become the man, right? And women can do anything that men can, including selling their souls to capitalism and making a fuck ton of money because of that. Okay, um, and at the end of the day. Basically, just becoming like it's which the, the, isn't it? A, it's it, the co-optation of feminist messages for a feminist purpose, basically for a capitalist for, purpose. Sorry, yes, it's the co-optation of feminist messaging for capitalist purposes, and which is exactly what Colin Ty would yes. have said, right? Yes. Which is why I love this so much. But then you yes. have like so then the response is the response to the hashtag girl boss, like yes. because girls don't just want to have fun is like actually girls. Just want to have fun. <laughs> Everybody just kind of wants Everybody, to have fun. But the point is that I was thinking about it was like girls just want to have fun. Like basically, the way that 
patriarchy and sexism and everything works out and the way that gender inequality and wage gaps and childcare expectations and emotional labor and all of the things that we've complained about many, many, many times that affect women disproportionately are things that just make life less fun. And, sure. like, girls just want to have fun as in, like, you know, the Barbie movie had all sorts of flaws. I didn't like it, really, overall, because it was, like, sort of feminist pablum in a lot of ways. But I really appreciated that it was just a movie about girls having fun, essentially. I mean, that's the general idea of Barbie, or at least that's what we've been able to, that I've been able to glean from the public reaction to Barbie, is that... It was fun. It's fun. Everybody buys, you know, it's totally, like, a great marketing opportunity for, like, every single, like, department store, mm. chain store, H&M, Zara, Topshop, Primark, yeah. Athleta, right. Gap, Old Navy, all of them have a pink line now, and it's Barbie pink, and over the summer, everybody was buying it, including us. We bought special art outfits for the Barbie premiere. We and did. it was fun. It was fun. Because girls just want to have fun. Okay. And the thing is, right. Here's the here's what the heart of it. Here's the heart of the the theory. The heart of the this is this the is theory. hardcore Gramscian theorizing here. All right. So the theory is that if girls just want to have fun and girls get to have fun, then girls having fun makes everybody have fun. So everybody will have more fun if girls get to have fun too. And by that I mean fun being, you know, equal opportunity to, you know. Enjoy themselves. Enjoy themselves and not have to take care of their men, like their brothers and husbands and fathers. boyfriends and yeah. fathers and everybody. Like basically under, this, under the current structure, like, you know, our ability to just have fun is impaired. And what we should do is we should organize or we should sort of yeah, organize society loosely or like sort of progress society in the direction of allowing as many people to have fun as possible. I also think that if we prioritize fun rather than because the whole idea is like, you know, this like like what was it, Weber talking about like the, the Protestant work ethic like this. That's this not fun. Pro- that's not fun. The whole point of that is not fun. All of this like like most of history, most of the way that we've like looked at like in western history especially mo- social morality about how you should live your life and what should be guiding you is like purpose meaning like legacy um money. hard work money like family like with the exception of maybe family none of those things are about having fun i mean you can have fun if you're earning money i guess but like i i my personal philosophy that i've started really believing in started as a joke, to be honest, but what I've actually started believing in is we should just focus on having fun. And, like, in that sense, you know, communal living spaces, like, being in, like, a college campus, we've talked before on this podcast about how, you know, these four years that that people who attend four-year colleges have where they're, like, living on campus, they're, they're like, five minutes walk or some however, like, short walk away from all of their friends and everyone they know and within walking distance from of, like, most parties you'd want to go to, et cetera. Communal dining. Communal dining, communal living, all those things. Like, they're frustrating in their own ways, and, like, people always have terrible roommates and stuff like that. But there's a reason why people look back on those years as their some of their fondest memories. And I think that, like, you know, the, the reason is uh, the reason for that is because 
part of what college is structured around is having fun with your friends. Yeah. Because you want to make lifelong friendships. Like, that's where that's what people kind of go into college looking for. And so having fun is something that universities and colleges actively, you know, design the architecture of their schools. They cultivate they it. They cultivate it. They cultivate, I mean, they have, like, events. They have spaces. They have all sorts of things for students to be able to do that. And so, like, my idea, which you've said before in your book and on this podcast, is, like, yeah, we should have more, like, why not make more of the world like college campuses? Yeah. That kind of thing. Exactly. That I mean, just make thing, makes things more fun. Whether or not, I mean, I'm not trying to say that everybody has fun, like that there's an absolute that everybody will have fun. Right. You know? There are different kinds of there fun. There are different kinds of fun. Different people have different kinds of fun. So like the mo- utmost important thing is freedom and the ability for individuals and groups to decide what makes them have fun. So basically, if I understand you correctly, what you're saying, so the kind of thing that I always say is that humans are sort of social animals and that, you know, all the empirical evidence shows that we're happier in groups, that social relationships are really important. I mean, so much of my work and, you know, building on the work of people like Kalantai has been about submerging our individual selves and our romantic relationships into wider networks of lateral relationships because they will be more supportive and they will be... Because it's fun. But yeah, you're basically saying that really at the root of all of this is fun. I mean, for me, I'm always... I've realized that like the kind... There's a certain kind of... This exact kind of like academia and like sort of investigation into like humanity like this kind of like anthropology ethnography social science social science is somewhat uninteresting for me just because i feel like it's so obvious what's obvious it like okay like you know lateral relationships and like multi you know generational communities cooperative breeding cooperative breeding and stuff like like it has all of these benefits what are the evolutionary benefits what are the what are the 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 reasons what are the fitness benefits what's the the, it's like no like it's fun it's more fun. I mean, you can come up with a like sort of fitness evolutionary biology explanation for why having fun is important, but like at the end of the day, it's just having fun. Like everybody wants to have fun. People like having fun. People like having fun and people who like having fu- people who are having fun live longer and I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just think that people like having maybe, fun. Yeah, maybe people who have fun are better parents. I don't know. It doesn't, better I mean, grandparents. But it's not like it's not like people I mean, it's it's like, like the probably, only there are plenty of people who live in the world and have procreated who like don't have fun, you know, like who are like not nice people. Yeah, but what they do you suck, do, right? But like in general, what makes societies work is having fun, and and what makes I don't know, and like what I think is the more interesting question to ask is and the reason it's not that it's I think it's completely uninteresting or something that's already been solved. These kinds of questions of like, what are the benefits of these kinds of things? What are the, whatever, evolutionary, biological, whatever. But what's more interesting to me is like, how do these landscapes work? I think the question is more about what, what modes do we impose upon having fun rather than why do we have fun? Right. Those that's the interesting question. And and because capitalism wants us to think that work is fun. 
I mean, capitalism in my mind just doesn't want us to think that fun is important. Ooh. Capitalism is trying to teach us or that, that we should having pay for fun. It. Yeah, we should pay for fun. Fun is a luxury. Fun is something that you get As rather than something that you work toward. Like, like, or like you. Fun is something you work towards rather than using it as a basis for the way that you organize your life. You know, like fun is a privilege rather than a right in some ways. Yeah, in, under capitalism, and like. I mean, because, and this is like, I mean, it's not just capitalism. It goes back into like a long history sure. of like Protestantism and Catholicism and Western values and philosophy and all that stuff, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I mean, one of the most fun things for most people and historically has been understood as one of the most fun things is sex. Yeah. And the way in which sex and reproduction, which is the consequence of sex, has been, everybody know, has been controlled is because, I mean. Because the church doesn't want us to have fun. Yeah, because the church, because if you're having fun. You're not going to work then hard. Why, and you're not going to work hard, and why would you listen to God? Yeah. Because the whole point, I mean, like, you, yeah, and like all these cautionary tales about people who have too much fun, like, you know, like Roman debauchery and, yeah. and the Greeks, you know, like the, the, the immorality of Athens in the second century or whatever, like all of these things. Fun is kind of dangerous in a way. Fun is or kind of radical. It's yeah, funny. I mean, it, I don't know. To me, it's like this theory seems kind of like completely hundred percent radical in the world that we live in today. But it's also like not radical at all. You because know? everybody just wants because, to have like, fun. you know, if you walk up to somebody on the street and you say like, like, what would you would would you like it if your life was fun all the time? They would be like, yeah, <laughs> everybody likes to have fun. And, like, the question, I think, is how do we organize society so that everybody can have as much fun as possible? And I don't think that that's capitalism. No, it's definitely, yeah, because capitalism, you're right, doesn't want you to prioritize fun. And if you do have fun, it has to be something that you pay for and it's a luxury. Or that you earn. Or that you earn. In some way. It doesn't necessarily have to be monetary. Right. But, like, you have to work hard all week. And, I mean, in some ways you have a very... Southern European attitude Perhaps. towards life <laughs> because Perhaps. I feel like what you're saying is really weird in the United States on some level for most people. Like to say, why don't you just reorganize your life so that you don't care about status or money or fame or power or stability <laughs> and like just focus on fun. But the thing is that because all that of those things that bad, you named like right. status and money and fat and power and all those things. I mean, I'm not... I'm not totally convinced that, like, I mean, having a lot of status... Might be fun. It's fun! <laughs> like, you know, you go to a party yeah. and you realize that they're, like, I mean, okay, for example, like, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I had a friend who had a younger sister, mm-hmm. and her younger sister recognized, like, like, sort of, like, acted like she looked up to me. Like, she sort of, like, she asked me what I thought about clothes. Like, we weren't really friends, but, like, she clearly thought that me and my and and her older sister were cool. Yeah. And so like that feeling of like status above this younger sister like we're older and cooler than her. Awesome. So fun, you know? That kind of thing. Like I'm not I'm not saying that fun is devoid of status and money and power and these kinds of things because it's very intertwined mm-hmm. with those things. Yeah. For the vast majority of people, fun doesn't often come doesn't come really 
extensively at somebody else's expense. Mm. That's what I think. Okay. Is that, you know, there are some people who are just really messed up and they will have fun hurting other people. Hurting other people, yeah. But that's not, that's really not the majority. Right. And like, you know, I guess maybe this whole theory will crumble if we, if somebody gets to prove that there are enough people out there that have fun torturing other people that like the whole system will Mm. collapse. But I suspect that that's not the case. Right. I mean, it's interesting because certainly, you know, there are wonderful anthropological and archaeological investigations of like alcohol and why I mean, alcohol is sort of where I came up with this idea a little bit originally because the idea of like, why do we drink alcohol? Like, oh well, you know, we were we were literally talking about this. We yesterday. were literally talking about. We were this. talking about like why, you know, like and there's I was like saying, evolutionary advantages. Well, there are fitness advantages. There are books. You, there are about fitness it. advantages if you can eat fruit that is slightly fermented because you will be getting nutrients and calories that other people and will not furthermore, get. alcohol content in various nutritional things does kill certain pathogens that right. can cause you know whatever. Right. Various illnesses that can kill you. And so, like, drinking alcohol or eating fermented foods definitely does help in that kind of realm. But, like, to me, those explanations are merely, like, accessories. To the real reason. To the real reason, which is that it's fun. <laughs> and that, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, because the thing is... And like, then it comes back for to most, sex, for right? mo- Yeah, and it comes back to sex because for most people, like, for most animals in the animal kingdom, mm-hmm. this, is my, this is my only, like, real... Scientific basis for my argument. Okay. This is what it rests on. Okay. And I could be wrong. But for most animals, bunnies, mosquitoes, dogs, etc., mm-hmm. with the exception of apes. Okay. But for most animals, in like insects and stuff like that, they go in heat. There's a certain period of time in their life cycle or in the year season cycle where they get horny yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they procreate. Right. Whereas apes and humans have evolved to have a sex drive that's different from most other animals in the animal kingdom, which is we're just kind of horny all the time. Yeah. Because not, I mean, yeah, uh, I think it's just the higher apes. I don't even, I mean, like orangutans go into heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about chimps or apes, but I do know that there are some monkeys of some kind. Yeah, there are some primates. Like there are some, like orangutans. All I know is that orangutans like beat each other off to like resolve conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. (laughs) Or that bonobos. Maybe it's bonobos. I think it's bonobos that you're I don't, talking yeah, about. Maybe anyway, it's we don't have to get way. into the primatology. But the, but but the, the humans the, are unique in that choice. But humans are somewhat unique in that we've seen we seem to have evolved right. to just really enjoy sex and and and, and, seem, and seek it out right. whenever we can. And female choice matters. I mean that. But that's yeah. it's important because men don't know when we're fertile, we don't know when we're fertile necessarily. Mm-hmm. So that means female choice is really mm-hmm. important, which which might mean that like fun, like your theory, if it's all about fun, I don't know. I don't know. It's like an interesting. But I, I mean, the idea that like p- humans have sex because it's fun, yeah, rather than to procreate, is fairly well evidenced. Yeah. Based on, you know... Because I think even dolphins have sex for recreationally. Yeah, but there are very few species. I'm not saying humans are the only ones, but I'm saying there are very few species that have sex... Recreationally. Recreationally. Right, because it's fun. Because it's fun. Yeah. And it feels good. Yeah. 
Definitely. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's like, because I think, I mean, I think that there's definitely, like, you could argue for this. Me, personally, I'm not trying to claim that I've done, like, a super in-depth research, of course. whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. But I... But I mean, there have been... But this is what I believe. But there have been, like, attempts, for instance, to replace, you know, gross national product with something like gross national happiness, which basically looks at yeah. well-being. But what you're saying is that well-being is not just about caloric intake and access to education and medical care, me- medical care or whatever. It's actually fun. Yeah. Like, if if we measured whether or not people in society were having fun, and if mm-hmm. we organized... Yeah, but how the fuck do you measure how people are having fun? Whether or not people are having fun. Like, that's really hard. Well, but you could self-report. People who are not having fun will tell you that they're not having yeah. fun. And people who are having fun will ignore you, which means they're having fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not Maybe. hard. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could imagine an app, right, where you get a notification, like, every are hour. Are you right having now? fun now? <laughs> <laughs> but that would yet? be weird. I feel like that would psychological because the whole the other like the other thing is like self reflection. I mean, there were always going to be problems with studies like that. But nevertheless, it's an interesting question. If we all decided collectively somehow to prioritize actually having fun, like yeah. fun with our friends, fun with our neighbors, fun with our colleagues, fun with our family, a sort of kind of political economy of funness. You know, like if we could just sort of say, I mean, and on some level, I mean, obviously, Colin Ty would never have been as frivolous as that because she thought of herself as a very serious. But I think the idea that fun is frivolous is is part of the problem. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but that's what I would say. Yeah. That what you're saying is that fun is not frivolous. No. That's very important. To say that fun is frivolous is actually very capitalist. Yeah. Or that just to to say, not necessarily capitalist, but like. Yeah, yeah, maybe Protestant or like just sort of to say that fun is not what we do or should organize our lives around and to say that it's frivolous, which is sort of the same thing, is to me to go against human nature. Ah, interesting. And that, you know, there are many social organizations that, or like whatever, like ideologies that go against human nature in that way, and those things include capitalism, Protestantism, to some extent, Catholicism, mm. whatever, feudalism, those yeah. kinds of things. I mean, feudalism, maybe not so much, actually. Right, yeah. But, like, all those kinds of, like... Coercive. Coercive, and just, like, really, really high-minded, like, moral, moralism. Right. You know? Where, like, you should be working towards something. Like, in some ways, the absurdists kind of got it right. I mean, here's here's the here's what I'll say. Okay. I'm going to revise Camus. Okay. You must imagine Sisyphus having fun. Ah. <laughs> rolling the rock up the hill. Yeah. Rather Maybe than- he's like playing a game to see how fast he can roll it up this time. Maybe he's like watching, he like puts a couple things behind him while he like rolls it up the hill and then when it rolls back down, it like knocks over like uh, bowling balls or something like that. <laughs> like who knows? Right. That's, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's bullshit, you should cut that out, but... <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a thought. But it's an idea. It's an idea. And like, I like the idea. The I mean, I'm like, intrinsically fascinated by this idea because on some level, I think the problem with all sorts of isms, like feminism or socialism or communism or even anarchism, anarchism less so, is that they're really moralistic. Yeah, and I think that they're as not long fun. as you have moralism... 
as long as you have like a super moralistic worldview, it's not you're fun. not gonna have fun. Yeah. <laughs> if you're policing what other people think, if you're saying there is somebody, there is an expert out there right. who can tell you right. whether or not what you're doing fits into this worldview, fits into a capitalist ideal, fits into a socialist ideal, fits into a anarchist. Right. I mean, I don't know about anarchism. Yeah, anarchism, anarchism is, is yeah, it's complicated. But like, yeah. you know. But so here, let me, just play, let me just play devil's advocate for you, to okay. you, right? Because like a lot of like grown-ups, uh-huh. right, looking at young'uns today, yeah. will say all they want to do is have fun. Right. They're like totally messed up. They're, they're never going to do anything. They're, gonna make, they're never going to move out. They're never going to get their own apartments. They're never going to be able to afford rent or whatever. I mean, there's a sort of kind of practical, like yes. masking, you know, um, masquerading under the realm of practicality is actually kind of an indictment of fun. Yes. But I also, I mean, no, I agree with that. I also think that everything that I'm saying right now could be totally bullshit and an excuse to laze around and do nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. In, the, in the name of fun. In the name of fun. But at the same time, I do think that... But that's you political, know, staying, too. Stay, yeah. I mean, that is political. But, but no, but in the sense that, like, you know, if you really want to have fun as a young person... Living in your parents' house is not that fun. Not that fun. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the reason why a lot of people, a lot of young people are staying in their parents' houses is not because it's more fun that way. Mm. I I, I almost guarantee you. I mean, there might be some kids who really don't care that they're, not only that they're living with their parents, but also that, like, their parents are kind of annoyed about it. Like, there are some. Right. I'm not saying that it, that's not true, but I think in general the reason that a lot of people aren't moving out or whatever is because of like real issues right. with like capitalism and the economy. I don't think it has anything to do with this whole fun economy. Okay. And though I I, I could be wrong though. I don't yeah. have like data or statistics. It to might back be that fun up. not to have a job that you. I hate. mean, it is, yeah. I mean, it's fun not to have a job that you hate, but it's more fun to have a job that you like. Right, but if you have to choose between living with your parents and working in a job that you hate. I mean, Which the is pro- the but, the, but at the end of the day, the problem is just that our world isn't fun. It's not that. Right. It's not, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that what I'm inclined to argue on, on in response to that is that it's hard to, you know, it's still sort of an idealistic. It's still sort of a radical It is thing. And I, that's why I'm attracted to it. When you said it, I was like, wait, I kind of like this. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, almost a, a universal theory of fun it's like funism like it yeah. could be its own ism fun manifesto the fun manifesto that's it, what i'm that's what i was thinking the fun manifesto yeah like, that having fun is in of itself a kind of revolutionary especially because the other the, if you, the thing because I, often you have fun with other people the reason that i'm so attracted to it is you can have fun reading you yeah. can have fun working you can have fun talking to other people you can have fun Riding playing po- soccer doing a podcast you can have fun doing a podcast podcast like fun this goes back to sort of this like it's like simultaneously super radical and also not radical at all because Mm. like fun is like so many different things yeah yeah on that note on that note have fun yeah enjoy everybody have fun have fun and And in whatever in whatever way you like to have fun go have some radical Counter fun is radicalist. Fun is radical. Yeah.